Golden State Warriors basketball. KNBR presents the Warriors Roundtable Draft Special with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. With the 30th pick in the 2013 NBA Draft, the Phoenix Suns select Nemanja Nedovic from Belgrade, Serbia. He last played for late Tuvos Ritas in Lithuania. So the uh, Golden State Warriors find their way into the first round of the draft. And Nemanja Nedovic from Serbia becomes a Golden State Warriors 6-3 guard, a driver, a guy who will finish at the rim. He is a, uh, a solid player and Golden State found a player that they wanted that was going to be available late in the first round. They went out and got him. Uh, still no word as to the official uh, breakdown of the deal. We'll hopefully get that in just a little bit. But to say that the Warriors uh, were creative would be an understatement. And I th also thought it was kind of nice that the, the Warriors uh, end up with the final pick of the David Stern era, as that was the final announcement for David Stern, the NBA brought Akeem Olajuwon out moments later, and that was kind of a nice way to wrap up his draft night festivities as commissioner. I'm Tim Roy. Our number is 808-KMBR. You want to talk about the Warriors and the draft? Obviously, coming into the draft, Golden State did not have a pick. First time that had happened in a long, uh, in, in ever, with the Warriors. And certainly, I can't remember uh, being with a team that had not had any kind of a, a draft pick in, in my 25 or so years covering the NBA. But you knew that, that with uh, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, and, and the, the staff, that if there was a player out there that they felt was going to help them, then indeed they were going to go find that player, target that player, and figure out a way to get in. And if Golden State was able to use the money that they had available to get this pick, then that is a, it's a steal because it's – you shouldn't be able to buy into a draft the way they did. And to be able to, to find a way to get in for that kind of money is certainly, a, uh, I, I think, a, a great move for the Golden State Warriors. And of course, we know it's going to be a busy summer for the Warriors. There's lots to do uh, for Golden State uh, this year. And obviously, a lot of things that, that could or could not uh, be on the docket for Golden State this summer. Obviously, you know about Carl Landry. He has opted out of his a contract. Jarrett Jack is a player the Warriors have targeted to bring back uh, next year. Certainly a lot of things for the Warriors to look at to try to make the club better for 2013-2014. So if you want to get online to talk a little bit about that, we can. Uh, the draft started out with a, uh, a shocker, Anthony Bennett of UNLV going number one to Cleveland. Now, certainly it, it's a shocker because it was not on anybody's mock draft, not on anybody's radar per se, but it, it, uh, it just shows how balanced the draft is and how even though it's not, it does not have a great deal of star power per se, uh, it has a lot of players that are, that are uh, certainly uh, players you could see on NBA rosters for a number of years. And so Anthony Bennett of UNLV goes to Cleveland with the number one pick. Victor Oladipo goes to Orlando at number two. A lot of people had in, in the most recent mock drafts had Oladipo of Indiana moving up that high. Otto Porter uh, went to the Washington Wizards. It just seemed that he was slated to go to the Wizards. He had been listed in every mock draft I saw that he was going to go number three to Washington. At number four, a little bit of a surprise, Cody Zeller of Indiana 
moves up to be taken by the Charlotte Bobcats. And a lot of people had Alex Len with that pick. So through the first four picks of the draft, there were two players that a lot of people thought were going one and two, Noel and McLemore. Noel, the seven-footer from Kentucky, and McLemore, of course, the Kansas shooting guard. A lot of people had those two players going in the top four picks. But at pick number five, those guys were still available. In fact, at pick number six, they were still available because Alex Len, the uh, 20-year-old uh, uh, sophomore center from Maryland, ended up going in the draft to the Charlotte Bobcats. So we had some things going on there. And then with the number six pick, Lens Noel ends up going number six overall to the New Orleans Pelicans, but he wasn't going to stay there for long. And that started, I think, a, a series of, of uh, deals that have occurred. And so far in the draft night trades, we've had a bunch. So let's run down those really quickly here in our draft coverage. The shocker of the night was the uh, trade that, that saw Philadelphia trade uh, a guard that was on the All-Star team in the Eastern Conference, Drew Holiday. He goes from uh, Philadelphia to the New Orleans Pelicans. So that was kind of a, a little bit of a shocker there. But that, of course, involves a deal with New Orleans Noel. And a 2014 protected first-round pick goes from New Orleans to Philadelphia for Drew Holiday. So now the Pelicans are kind of set at the point guard position with Holiday and also uh, Gravis Vasquez. The protection on that pick is 1-5. to five on that selection. So that started a flurry of deals. Minnesota then traded Trey Burke, Burke the fine point guard out of Michigan, who was pick number nine, but he goes to Utah for the picks 14 and 21. Shabazz Muhammad of UCLA and George A. Zhang of Louisville, the center. So they, they end up going to uh, Minnesota. Boston ends up with Kelly Olenek of Gonzaga, the 13th overall pick. Dallas trades him to Boston for Boston's first-round pick. Uh, Noguera, and then also a pair of 2014 second-round picks. And then the Mavs move Noguera with Jared Cunningham in the 44 to Atlanta for the number 18 pick on the draft night. That ended up being Shane Larkin as the uh, son of baseball Hall of Famer Barry Larkin ends up going to be a Dallas Maverick, plays college ball at Miami. Minnesota took Colorado forward Andre Roberson with the 26th pick. That would pick was sold to Golden State. Warriors moved that pick to Oklahoma City for a package that included the pick number 29. Golden State then used the 29 to move down to get 30, allowing the Suns to move up to who took Archie Goodwin of Kentucky. And Nedovich then ends up with the Warriors. And, and I believe the Warriors may have a second-round pick. It might have been the 32nd pick. Uh, from Oklahoma City. We're trying to confirm that. Denver also using the number 27 pick on Rudy Gobert, the seven foot two center from France who has a tremendous wingspan. They traded his rights to Utah for the number 46 and cash. So you're kind of up to date as to what's going on right now uh, with the rumors. There's also a rumor of a big trade today involving the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. Supposedly, uh, Kevin Garnett has the yay or nay power on this with his uh, no-trade clause in his contract. And, and that trade certainly would change the way the Eastern Conference would uh, look at itself because that would really load up Brooklyn for a chance. And, and according to uh, various sources, including Yahoo Sports, that trade is done and that uh, Kevin Garnett has okayed the deal and that uh, he is going to be with the Brooklyn Nets. So certainly 
uh, a busy day of trades. Lots to get to. 808-KMBR is our number. Uh, call in. We'll get to you. You can also follow me on Twitter. Send me a tweet at WarriorsVox, WarriorsVox. We try to answer as many as we can right now to uh, help us diagnose what's going on with the Golden State Warriors. Rusty Simmons of the San Francisco Chronicle, nice enough to forego his draft responsibilities for just a moment to uh, come in and share his wisdom with us. Uh, I think it, it, it's not really a, a shocker that, that the Warriors are in this draft. You know, that they're a pretty creative bunch. They showed that last year. I think, But to me, to be able to get a first-round pick with the money that they had to spend, I think that's a, that's a huge win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you're right. N- nobody's surprised that they found a way to get in here. Um, but, yeah, to get to the first round is a little bit of a shock. I think they paid $2 million for the number 39 slot two years ago when they picked up Jeremy Tyler. Um, so 1.6, you figured, is going to get him somewhere after that, somewhere in the 40s. Um, so for them to be able to get 26 uh, and then to move back and get 29 and move back again and get 30 um, and get a first-round pick uh, is, is surprising to me. Now, with the first-round pick, is, is that – all the Warriors got out of that pick. My suspicion was that they had a second-round pick coming from Oklahoma City, but that was just my suspicion. Yeah, I've heard three different things now, um, and Bob Myers hasn't been out to talk to us just yet. Uh, I heard that in the Minnesota trade that they also got Malcolm Lee in that deal, but I haven't been able to confirm that. Um, And then I heard uh, that number 32 was included in moving back uh, with Oklahoma City to number 29. And then lastly, uh, I heard that there was no pick involved, that they just got cash considerations. So we could find out that they ended up getting a first-round pick and and really didn't have to give up anything. They may have gotten enough money back from Oklahoma City and Phoenix that it's almost like they got a first-round pick Pick for nothing. For free. Yeah. I mean that that's just that just that just really that's it's amazing the way they were able to do that they and and I don't I'm not going to be lie to anybody I'm, I'm not up on Netovich I'm going to be doing research like everybody else and and going to Google and and to finding out more about this kid but just reading the quick bio uh, looks like he's a he's a pretty physical athletic guard yeah yeah from everything I, I've heard um, he's a defensive guard uh, which I think is really important I think. Um, stopping opposing guards from getting into the lane is something that's really important. And it's so hard in today's NBA because you can't hardly touch anybody anymore. Um, So if there's a a defensive guard who can kind of set the tone at the top, I like that. Um, And it sounds like he's as quick as can be, definitely has the athleticism to play in the NBA. Uh, It sounds like he's got a ways to go with the jump shot. Um, but the other thing I like about him is, is what, what we know is he has a sense of humor. He was, he was interviewed at the, the Treviso camp here recently, um, and they said that uh, we hear you're like Derrick Rose. And he said, yeah, I'm just like Derrick Rose, except three times slower. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And that's what Fran Frischillo of ESPN, who we had on Warriors.com with an interview, that he called him the, uh, they say he called him the Derrick Rose of Europe. So uh, all in all, I think it's been an interesting couple of days. Before I let you go, let's talk a little bit about the summer. Uh, Landry has opted out of his deal. Oh, and bef- by the way, just just in case, if the 32nd pick is involved uh, with that pick, the Thunder took a player from Spain, Alex Abrinas. So just keep that in the back of your mind in case we uh, run that down later. But but what do you think about this this summer and uh, and and the work that has to be done for Golden State? Well, the summer league becomes really important um, for the point guards now. They they wanted to go down and see if Kent Bazemore could be a point guard. Um, nobody's saying he's ever going to be a pure point guard, but they think he can defend ones. Um, and that they want they're thinking about giving him some backup minutes at the point guard. Um, Scott Machado is going to be there, and, and now it sounds like the draft pick's going to be there. So you got three guys who are going there 
there um, and, and with a chance to, to get some playing time and to see what they can do. Um, so I think it's going to be a really important summer for those guys. Um, the Warriors have said that Jarrett Jack is their number one priority. I don't know how, how likely it is that he's going to be back. I think a team like Dallas can swoop in and offer big money, offer a starting job, um, and offer uh, no property and no state taxes. But like we've seen with the Warriors, they're creative enough um, to get something back in a sign-and-trade if it does come to that. Uh, they get Brandon Rush back, which is almost like a free agent signing because they had him for, what, all of one-and-a-half games last year. Um, and, and we've seen what they were able to do last year. They, they waited it out, um, and, and they got some deals at the end with Carl Landry and Brandon Rush both coming in on really good contracts. So um, with this front office, uh, with this ownership, I don't think they're going to go out and do anything when the moratorium ends on July 10th. But but come the end of July, come the start of August, there's going to be good players left, and I, and I bet the Warriors uh, are going to make moves to, to fill out this roster. How busy are you on a draft night? You know what? It, it, it's usually really busy around here. The Warriors usually have high selections that are really important for their franchise. Um, tonight it was more about uh, eating free food and hanging out, <laughs> texting some sources when you could, and then and then all of a sudden it was frantic for 30 or 40 minutes. Um, we were getting texts back from different people saying different things, and you didn't know what you really wanted to tweet and what you really didn't want to. Um, hopefully by the time the paper goes out, we'll have everything figured out so we can actually get the facts in black and white. And, and one more. Uh, your response to the trade, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce going to Brooklyn. Yeah, well, I know it's sad for RC uh, to see Boston break <laughs> up that way, um, but because it, it, it's all about RC, it is. It, yeah, most things yeah, are. Yeah. But but it, it tells you um, about some of these new exciting owners um, in the business right now. Brooklyn, you know, has a new arena in a new place, uh, exciting new coach, um, and they're going after it. They're, they're saying we have some players here, we're spending money, and we're going after it. Um, and I think it tells you that, that Boston probably waited a year or two long to do this, um, and now they're they're having to make up for it. Um, but they've been a team that, that's uh, made good draft picks in the past. I, I think they'll do well with their picks, and I still think that's a city where people want to go. So if they have, if they have some cap room, I, I don't think they'll have any problem filling that out with good players. Always a pleasure, Rusty. Thank you so much for coming by. I know you're busy. Sure thing. Rusty Simmons of the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm Tim Roy, 808 KMBR. Your thoughts on the Warriors draft and the offseason that's upcoming. We'll also talk about today's NBA draft, 808 KMBR, or you can tweet me on the Twitter at WarriorsVox, WarriorsVox. That's WarriorsVox. We'll try to answer as many as we can. And this is our draft special, the Warriors draft special on KMBR 680, the sports leader. With the seventh pick in the 2009 NBA Draft, the Golden State Warriors select Stephen Curry from Davidson College. We now continue with more of the Warriors Roundtable Draft Special. This concludes the first round, my 30th first round, which is approximately approximately 900 picks and I want to thank the fans here in Barclays Center for your hospitality and enthusiasm and let me say what a privilege it's been to do this for the last 30 years and to welcome the tremendous young men. So David Stern saying goodbye. He'll step down as commissioner next February. I'm Tim Roy and we are back here at the Warriors facility in Oakland with our Warriors Weekly Radio Show NBA Draft Special. We're set to go with your calls and counts. 808 KBR, your thoughts on the draft so far. The draft is now uh, into the second round. 
And we'll just quickly run down a couple of the guys who have been taking in the, taking in the second round. Grant Walters, uh, rather Nate Walters of, of South Dakota State, was taken with the number 38 pick with the Washington Wizards. The Portland Trailblazers just selected Grant to Jarrett of Arizona, and we are told also that the uh, selection in the second round with the Cleveland Cavaliers, number 31 pick, which is uh, Alan Crabb of Cal, and he has been traded to Portland. So he'll be up there with Damian Lillard, Oakland's own, so a little Bay Area connection for the Trailblazers as well. Some of the highlights, Glenn Rice, Jr., who played in the NBDL after getting kicked out of Georgia Tech. He was taken by Philadelphia in the 35th pick, and the Sacramento would pick number 36, took Ray McCallum out of Detroit. Just some of the guys who have been taken in round number two. If you're just dialing by, uh, the Warriors traded in. They, they bought the 26 pick, traded down to 29, traded down to 30 before they made their selection, and that was Nemanja Nedevic from Serbia, a six foot three guard. Now, here's what the, it says on his draft bio. It says, good penetrator, quick first step, explosive finisher, produces a lot of steals on the defensive end. He's played in the Serbian League and the Adriatic League, and both of those leagues from 09 through 2012. And then last year played in the Lithuanian A-League, where he averaged 11 points a game, and then in the EuroLeague at 9.8. 808 can be the number. What are your thoughts? Do you think that was a good move by Golden State to get into this draft and get a late first-round pick? If they did that, as Rusty Simmons of the Chronicle just uh, went over some of the details, and if they did get money back from Oklahoma City and Phoenix for trading down, they might have gotten themselves a first-round pick for free. And a first-round pick that's not going to cost a lot of money because it is the 30th selection. So if that's the case, then certainly that would be a real coup for Bob Myers, uh, obviously owner Joe Lacob and the staff, to pull that off. That would be, I think, an amazing uh, little uh, feat to get a guy in the first round despite coming into the draft with no picks whatsoever. You can also tweet me on WarriorsVox, WarriorsVox. I'll answer your questions that way as well. So fire away about this draft pick for the Warriors and also the NBA draft. It is not the uh, sexiest draft we've ever covered, but there are a lot of good players there and a lot of value players, I think, late first round into the second round, guys that will be in the league a while at uh, low rates, if you will. 808 KMBR is the number. Now, when the Warriors made their pick on ESPN television, Fran Fraschella, who I spoke with for an interview on Warriors.com about the international players, here is how he broke down Nemanja Nedovic's game to the viewers. Golden State, we believe, is going to wind up with Nedovic. So if that is, in fact, the case, Fran, what are, what are the Warriors getting with Nemanja Nedovic? Well, he's described in Europe, I didn't say this, as the European Derrick Rose, and that's very unfair. But the reason he is is because he's a very athletic guard, as European guards go. Explosive to the rim, dunks easily. I actually coached this kid three years ago at the Adidas Euro camp. Point guard with a lot of physical ability. He's got to make better decisions with the ball, but he is fearless. And by the way, guys, it is so fitting. Think of all the international guys taken tonight. Neto is the last guy taken in this first round. Golden State's got a nice prospect here, an athletic point guard. We'll see how it goes, if he's going to be on that roster or not come October. So there you go. That, that's the breakdown by Fran Fraschilla of ESPN talking about uh, Netovich's game. So, let's, uh, again, the Warriors have 
made the selection at number 30 via Phoenix and via Oklahoma City as they traded down after acquiring the 26 pick. 808 KBR is the number. What are your thoughts? Do you think he's a player that you would like to see the Warriors maybe keep him in Europe for a season or bring him in and see what he can do right now? Now, let's run down this deal before we get to a break. This is a Boston-Brooklyn deal because I think it's a real blockbuster and it loads up Brooklyn to make a run at Miami the next couple of years. Boston will send Kevin Garnett. Paul Pierce and Jason Terry all going into the Nets. Now, Garnett waving the no-trading clause, the last step in sealing this deal. Now, no trade between the the teams can be officially consummated until July 10 when a league-wide moratorium on signing and trading is lifted. Free agency starts on July 1, but they uh, certainly can get get a deal done and have it on hold ready to go once July 10 is announced. Now, Brooklyn has agreed to send three first-round picks to Boston, 2014, 2016, and 2018. You have to stagger those. You can't trade first-round picks in consecutive years. So Boston will have a number of picks over the next few seasons to reload their franchise. They also get Chris Humphreys, a serviceable power forward, Jared Wallace, the all-energy guy at the small forward, uh, Tonike Shingaila, Reggie Evans, and also... A sign and traded Keith Bogans to Boston. So they all go to fill out the uh, roster. And uh, Brooklyn, by the way, by uh, getting Terry, uh, alleviated some of the concerns about absorbing the remaining three years, $30 million. It's on that Gerald Wallace contract. So certainly Boston getting Wallace for three years. But uh, really what they're doing is blowing it up. They're, they've admitted that this group, they had a great run. They had a chance to, to they won one title. They had a chance to win two titles, losing in Game 7 to the Los Angeles Lakers. And really, I thought I had a chance to win another title uh, the year that Danny Ainge made the Kendrick Perkins trade because at the time of that deal, I thought Boston had the best team in, in the NBA. And uh, with that deal, they never able to get back to that level, even though a year ago, if you remember, uh, they led three games to two in their series with Miami. And then LeBron James, I thought, put the – the stamp on his career with that Game 6 performance up in Boston, uh, which allowed the team to go back to Miami and wrap up the series and then go on to win uh, their title. Hey, don't miss the excitement of the upcoming season of Warriors basketball. You know how much fun it was last year. And we can talk a little bit about last year as well if you want at 808 Camp because uh, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me in the last month since the season ended and just said, yeah, wow, what a, what a year, how much fun it was to come out to Oracle, how much fun it was to get out to – watch a a playoff game, and and just the excitement of having this young core right now that Golden State has a chance to be good, I think, for a number of years uh, in a row, barring anything unforeseen. So it certainly was an exciting season, and next year should be just as exciting. You can become a season ticket holder tonight and secure the best remaining seat locations and enjoy all the exclusive season ticket holder benefits. For Warriors season tickets, go to warriors.com or call 1-888-GSW-HOOP and press 1. 808-KMBR is our number. It's our NBA draft special. i Tim Roy. Glad to be with you here on KMBR. You can tweet me as well at WarriorsVox. WarriorsVOX will try to answer as many as we can. We'll be back with more coverage of the 2013 NBA draft on KMBR. 680 the sports leader. With the seventh pick in the 2012 NBA draft, the Golden State Warriors select Harrison Barnes from the University of North Carolina. 
we now continue with more of the Warriors Roundtable Draft Special. Chris on Twitter at Warriors Boxes. Can we blow up mock drafts and stop paying for these guys? Worthless opinions. Let the draft happen. Wow. A little, little, little bitter there. But you know what? I, I, the mock drafts are fun. They're fun. It helps lead to the buildup to the draft. And, and, you know, the draft is one of the great times of the year if you're a basketball fan. Uh, certainly, um, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's interesting. By the way, Marcus Thompson of uh, the uh, GSW Scribe on uh, Twitter, he's with the Bay Area News Group, he has just tweeted that Malcolm Lee is not coming to the Warriors, that the uh, T-Wolves had forced the Warriors to take Lee as part of the deal, and then the Warriors in turn sent him to Phoenix. So he'll be a member of the Phoenix Suns. So, and again, th- this deal is not official. I mean, it's being reported and and certainly in various various sites, but it's not not totally official yet. So we don't know all the little details about it. Let's go 808 KBR. Let's take some of your calls, and we have lines open right now. If you want to talk about the draft of the Warriors, Walter is in Oakland, as am I. And uh, Walter, how you doing? Hey, how's it going, big man? What's up? Hey, uh, I got a story telling me that there was some sort of a trade rumor about David Lee and Harrison Barnes going to the T-Wolves for Kevin Love and somebody else. That, 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 you heard anything about that? No, I, I haven't heard anything about that. I, I think that would be an awful lot to uh, – it was, it was basically suggested on Twitter – and I, I think that'd be an awful lot to give up for Kevin Love. And I love Kevin Love. He's he's uh, no pun intended. I mean, he's he's a very good player. He's an, he's a throwback player, and I love when he gets a rebound and throws an outlet pass. I mean, that's just yeah. That's I, like I, poetry. I was the most ridiculous rumor I've ever heard in my life after the show that Harrison Barnes put on over the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean it, why would you do that when you saw that he's just scratching the surface right now, as, as I was saying throughout the year. I, th- I think during the, the regular season, Walter, he kind of deferred because he had Steph Curry, he had Clay Thompson, David Lee, uh, when Bogut was healthy playing alongside Jack and Landry, veterans who know how to play. So I think for a lot of times he kind of deferred and, and kind of scaled his game back. But then when they asked him to do something in the playoffs and step up and say, okay, we need you to score, we need you to play the four, what what did he do? He had a great postseason, and I think it's also now giving you know Mark Jackson another option where he could play Harrison at four, maybe David Lee at five against certain teams and, and go a little small ball. And I was telling Tom Tober this earlier today, I, I think it's giving the Warriors a lot more options. So I, I agree with you. I think that would be way too much uh, to to give at this point, and even though Kevin Love is a is a very desirable commodity. So now, do we have Brandon Rush coming back? Is he going to help us at all next year? Is, is, I mean, is, is he on a is he on a sign and trade rumor or what? Well, you know, it, it, he's, I don't think he's in a sign and trade rumor right now. In fact, he was here at the facility uh, just a few days ago. We had a chance to talk to him. And so, Walter, uh, listen in as uh, Brandon Rush talks about his rehab from his knee injury. Feeling good, feeling good. I mean, it's, it's only been five months, so it's still a long process, and everything is everything is right on schedule. We're looking forward to that that training that training camp. Yeah, every rehab is going great. So I think Walter, right now, if you're if you're looking at it from the Warriors' perspective, you know, in, in essence, if they get a healthy Brandon Rush back, you're adding a piece. You know, they didn't have that piece last year, so now you've got another guy who can come off the bench. He can play two, three for you. He can defend. He's athletic. Uh, you know, I, I just think that that's gonna he's gonna help the team a lot and a lot more. I think people have forgotten uh, how good he can be. 
And we're not going to make any major moves, right? Like, there's nothing out there that says we're making any major moves to dismantle our team in any which way and get rid of any type of player that has made some sort of a large contribution to what we did this year, right? Well, if, if Miami's shopping a guy named James at a bargain price, I'm sure they'll listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we're not going to lose, like, Jarrett Jack for, like, you know, OKC or somebody, are we? Well, Jack is a free agent. So you may lose him depending on what kind of an offer he gets. There are teams out there with lots of cap room who who can pay a lot of money for Jarrett Jack. And Carl Landry has opted out. Now, you may lose those guys, one or both, or maybe you can get both of them back somehow. Uh, so, you know, you have to prepare yourself that those guys are free agents. And so that's, you know, that's part of the deal. Every now and then you're going to lose a guy like that because of the way the salary cap is structured. Walter, thanks so much for the call. 808-KMBR is our number. And, you know, he brings up a good point. This is a, a group that played so well together. You know, he read quotes from the paper from Carl Landry. says it was like a dream playing this year. It was a great group. They all got along. They had a lot of fun. And I think that added to the chemistry they had on the basketball floor. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. See what happens. I think for, for Bob Myers, for Joe Lacob, and everybody with the basketball staff, that's their challenge uh, this summer is if they have to bring in different bodies, if they have to make some changes, how do you do that to become a better team? Because you can't stay pat in the West. There's no way around it. I mean, you know, the Spurs are going to come back, even though they're going to be a year older, they're going to be a, a team that's going to be reckoned with because they have this taste of almost getting it there, and you know they want to do it one more time. And then, of course, you got Oklahoma City. Uh, they're not going anywhere. Westbrook, Westbrook is on schedule with his rehab. And then you look at the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they've got uh, Coach Dave Yeager, who's taking over there. New voice. Maybe they get a little bit of a different inspiration down there. They're big. They're tough. They play defense. The L.A. Clippers are loading up. They've got Doc Rivers, who's a quality coach down there. I mean, you just have to get better in the West. That's just the way it is right now. 808-KMBR is our number, and don't forget to, just on a personal aside for all of our coverage uh, concerning uh, Summer League, we are told that uh, the Fitz and Brooks show will be going to Las Vegas to cover Summer League. Warriors will have three games there. And anything else that you need on the Summer League, you can always go to warriors.com. In fact, the uh, three games coming up are going to be July 13th, July 15th, and July 16th in Las Vegas. They'll play the Wizards, Kings, and Bucks, and those games will be on NBA TV as well. Hi, Tim Roy. If you're just dialing by wondering what's happened in the NBA draft, well, Nerlens Noel was not taken first. Anthony Bennett was of UNLV. He is a Cleveland Cavalier, and so the Cavs go for a forward. And you know what? It, if It was a little bit of a surprise, but I, got, I have to say the Cavaliers have drafted pretty well recently. You know, and you think of, you know, they didn't screw up the Kyrie Irving pick, and Kyrie is everything that they thought he was going to be. Uh, Tristan Thompson's turning out to be a nice little pick for them. He he made improvement last year. So so I'm going to not uh, – I don't think people should say, oh, they, they, they missed it in this draft. Time will tell. But I think it's a balanced draft. There was no outstanding number one. Noels went to, to the Pelicans at number six, then was traded to Philadelphia, Oladipo, and Cody Zeller of Indiana going two and four. Oladipo to the Magic and the Cody Zeller to the Bobcats. Otto Porter uh, went to, to Washington. He, of course, the forward from Georgetown. 
The Phoenix Suns took Alex Len, the seven-footer from Maryland. We told you about Noel to the Pelicans. Sacramento took a shooting guard, Ben McLemore, out of Kansas. So after taking Thomas Robinson a year ago, and Robinson may be on the move again, maybe getting traded from Houston, which I can't remember the last time a top-five pick would have played for three teams inside of two years. That would be amazing if he uh, made that pick. 808-KMBR is our number. Detroit at the number eight spot took Contavious Caldwell-Pope out of uh, Georgia. The Philadelphia 76ers is rumored to be naming another uh, San Antonio Spur getting a assistant coach, getting a head coach. And that's Brett Brown. He is also the Australian Olympic coach. So we might be able to get uh, some some insight to maybe from Andrew Bogut a little bit about him uh, later on. Number nine pick, uh, Trey Burke of Michigan went to Minnesota, but he was immediately traded to Utah for two picks later on in the draft. And then C.J. McCollum uh, went to Portland, Lehigh, getting a player drafted in the uh, top ten of the NBA draft. First time that's ever happened. So C.J. McCollum, another guy like Damian Lillard who lasted four years in college, and we'll see if it translates to the NBA the way it did for Damian Lillard. Maybe not to that extent. Philadelphia taking number 11 to replace Drew Holiday, who they gave up in the uh, Nerlens Noel deal. They get Michael Carter-Williams, good athlete, 6'6", not a great shooter, but he is a good passer and can play defense and gives you a big point guard or a combo guard, if you will, at number 11. Rounding out the lottery, Stephen Adams, seven-footer from Pitt, goes to Oklahoma City. Kelly Olnick was out of Gonzaga, drafted by the Dallas Mavericks, but then dispatched it to Boston as part of their rebuilding program. And then the Utah Jazz took Shabazz Muhammad of UCLA at number 14. But, of course, Muhammad would be going uh, back uh, the other way to Minnesota as part of the deal for Trey Burke. I, Tim Roy, it's our NBA draft special. 808KMBR is our number, or go on Twitter at Warriors. Vox Warriors VOX. The Warriors are offering summer basketball camp sessions for boys and girls ages 7 through 15 at several locations throughout the Bay Area, including the Warriors practice facility in downtown Oakland. Each session includes two tickets to a Warriors home game. Online registration is available at warriors.com slash camps. Back with more on our draft special on KMBR 680, the sports leader. For the fifth pick in the draft, the Golden State Warriors select Mitch Richmond of Kansas State. We now continue with more of the Warriors Roundtable Draft Special. Back on our draft special, Tim Roy with you, 808 KMBR. We've got a whole bunch of questions on Twitter. Let's try to get to as many of them as we can. Uh, Maggie wants to know, will... Nedovich play for the Warriors this year, or will he stay in Europe? Will he play in the Summer League? I believe he's going to Vegas to play in the Summer League. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I've talked to no one. Everybody's still in the war room right now. Uh, but I believe that uh, he's going to play in the Summer League, and I think they're going to try to see if they can bring him over. A lot of what their decision may be, uh, how he plays in the Summer League. So I think... I think that's uh, that. I think they really want to take a look at him. I think it, it, the fact that they went at it with so, such urgency to go get him in the draft leads me to believe that they think he can play in the league right now. So that would be one way. Let's get to a phone call in the city, 808-KMBR, and Andrew's on the line. I'm Tim Roy here on our Warriors draft special. Hey, Andrew, how are you? Hey, what's going on, Tim? How's it going? you have a question? Yes, yeah, so how do you think the draft turned out to be? It was the first time I didn't really pay attention to the draft because we did so well last year and we didn't have any draft picks. 
But what do you think of our draft picks, and Anthony Roberson, or Roberson at least, and the European? Well, no, well, Roberson's not. Roberson is not the pick. Roberson was was traded down in a, a deal with Oklahoma City, and then the Warriors traded down again with Phoenix. Uh, so the uh, pick right now is Nemanja Nedovic, a Serbian guard overseas. He is the guy the Warriors picked. He looks like he's a good athlete, a, a guy that takes the ball to the rim, has a decent shot. Now, he, again, sometimes when you look at the stats in Europe, you have to take sample size. I'll give you a quick example. Last year he played 10 games in the EuroLeague. He only shot 36% there. But that's a 10-game stretch. That could be a, a, a slump for all you know. And so you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. Now, in the same year, he shot 49% in the Lithuanian A-League. So he's got some he's got some really good numbers for European uh, competition. He's a, a six foot three, 192 pounds, so he's solid. He's a good finisher. Uh, I think he's a guy that the Warriors would be happy that they picked up. Were there any All right, thank you, you thank like? you, Andrew, for the uh, question. Let's move on now at 808 KMBR. The phone lines are open. Back to Twitter we go. Mr. Jennings wants to know what do the moves mean for Jarrett Jack and Kent Basemore. Uh, I think uh, really not much. I think Kent Basemore, uh, who was here at the facility earlier today working on his game, his game is all about getting better getting that jump shot better, improving his ball handling ability, because right now we know he can play defense in the league. He's athletic enough to play in the league right now. Uh, so I, I think I think the future is bright for Kent Bazemore. I said this during the regular season. I'll say it again. I can't wait to see him, say, at the All-Star break next year to see what type of player he becomes. Now, for guys like Kent Bazemore, of course, the challenge is that if, say, the Warriors bring back Jared Jack, he still has Clay Thompson, Jared Jack, and Steph Curry ahead of him. So that's a tough trio to try to move ahead. Now, Ryan, the TD, wants to know, uh, do you think the Warriors will try to get Seth Curry? Uh <laughs> I think, I think uh, Curry right now is 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 uh, the the Curry they have is the one they want right now. I think that uh, the uh, Steph Curry is is certainly the the player that the Warriors are very very happy with. And and another, just another little note about Steph Curry this year. I mean, it's the first summer in the, what the last three where he's going into the off season working on his game and not either rehabbing an ankle or coming off surgery on his ankle. So it's a it's a nice off season for him cruising down twitter just a couple uh a uh, couple of notes i think uh, one was the 30th pick uh may have a, a second attached to it we have not, no confirmation of that as of right now now we have an interview from youtube by jonathan gavoni of draft express who does a great job and we did an interview with him at warriors.com he asked netovich on what position he can play and we'll get that uh, comment from the young Serbian guard in uh, just a second as we'll uh, find out as to where he thinks he'll fit in the NBA. Uh, until the last season in Red Star, I played only on the point guard spot. The last season in Red Star, I played on the on the two two spot. So I can I can play both positions. In the 2-3, I played only the point guard. I think my, my real position is the point guard, but if the team if the team needs me to play on the two spot, I can play it. And so for for Nedovic talking about that and also what he can add to an NBA team. I think I'm ready for 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 the NBA level level of playing. So if if somebody drafts me, I will be very honored. It will be a great honor. Uh, I don't know. I'll fight for my minutes. 
I don't expect nothing to be given to me. So I can only promise that I will fight every practice, every game for my minutes, and I hope I will I will deserve my minutes in the in the NBA. That's a comment that Mark Jackson is going to go to the bank with. I'm going to fight for my minutes. I'm not going to assume anything is going to be given to me. That's the kind of guy that you want. That's the kind of guy, especially you want coming off the bench, because that means he's a guy who's going to push players in practice. He's going to play hard in practice. He's going to work on his game, and he's not expecting coming and expecting to play. Back to the city we go. 808 KMBR. This is Mark. Hey, Mark. You're on our Warriors radio draft special. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't really pay attention to the draft too much this time either because we didn't have any picks. But one thing that I do know is that we needed a good ball-handling guard that can handle the ball and not turn it over. And uh, I was kind of thinking that if they were going to make any kind of move, that that would be the position I would have liked to strengthen, and it looks like they may have done that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Just as you bring that up, I'm checking his stats from the EuroLeague, and, and uh, unfortunately they don't show what his tur- turnover ratio is. I'm sure it's online somewhere, and then we can look at that up. But, but yeah, they went after a guard. I think also, too, in the draft, you have players, and you rank them, and, and you just go for the best available player. And so Crusader on the Twitter wanted to know about uh, – actually, we'll go to Crusader's question in just a moment. We had another one I wanted to get to, which is Jonathan who uh, wanted to know about does the draft of Nedovich instead of uh, Withy or another big man mean that Bogut is fully healthy? Well, it doesn't mean he's going to be fully healthy. They expect him to be healthy and ready to go this year. But I think that, that what it does say is that they had a player that they thought was too good to pass up, and that's why they bought into the draft. And Crusader says, can anyone in the wide world of sports report what the Warriors gave up to get into the draft? Why is that not available? Well, I think I saw it in print somewhere that they had $1.6 million to spend in order to to make a trade with you can buy you can make a trade for cash and that's all that you only get three million to do that with that keeps the teams that are super rich from from getting it done so i think they used that and if they did that and then got money back as they traded down in the first round they may have gotten a first round pick for very little money or for free which is a huge coup in this league don't forget warriors.com for all your information and this summer's event the las vegas summer league features a debut of a tournament style schedule that will crown the first ever nba summer league champion on monday july 22nd teams will compete in three preliminary round games from july 12 through 16 before being seated in a tournament running through the championship game on july 22 each team is guaranteed to play at least five games warriors play on July 13th against the Wizards, July 15th against Sacramento, July 16th against Milwaukee. We'll have coverage on KMBR via the Fitz and Brooks show. Bob Fitzgerald will be in Las Vegas, and we'll have coverage on NBA TV. And as always, complete coverage on Warriors.com. That's going to wrap up our draft review show. The NBA draft just about done. R.C. Davis is our producer. Dave Feldhouse at the controls. And if you want to send me questions on Twitter, it's at WarriorsVox. I'm Tim Roy. Thanks for listening on KMBR 680, the sports leader.